I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, the nice part about having no friends is that I don't have a lot of weddings to go to. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, no thanks at all to John or myself. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, a magical extension of the Touchline Media Group. Because <laughs> I am recording this before America plays their Nations League game. So if, if that goes well, the shit talking about England being terrible at soccer uh, will happen um, in the episode you've already listened to. Uh, we, we we record these in an order that makes sense. I am your host, Asa, a.k.a. The Twig. I am here with my co-host, uh, Napoleon Gregg, a.k.a. The Stump. Um, this episode brought to you of the Nerdcast is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group. For all your business law and strategic communications needs, check out the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Wire decides to put in. They started putting in, uh, was it Doritos or Cheetos? um it's not a pickup artist so i don't yeah yeah like as long as you just avoid the pickup artist stuff that's that's great um so we are joined by esteemed cast member panelist and friend uh john john how are you doing i'm good a little tired but but it, uh, excited to dig in with my friends today so I'm, I'm gonna before we get started i'm gonna i'm gonna give uh jonathan's bona fides um which is actually how bona fides is supposed to be pronounced it's bona fides um is that, is that actually uh, true? Yeah, no, 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 hundred percent. Right. Um, we we it's like in English it's bona fides, but it is actually bona fides. Um, uh, Jonathan and I, because we were cool in high school, went to a midnight uh, opening of uh, one of the Harry Potter books. We bought it. Uh, we went back to my house and then we read it uh, without talking to each other or comparing notes. We just like read it, sort of like thirty feet apart. And didn't talk to each other for like five hours. My mom actually brought this up the other day. Uh, Asa, I think you're selling yourself uh, short here 
uh, not only did we not talk to each other, one of the reasons for that was I I slept. Uh, Asa pulled the entire all nighter uh, uh, to read this book uh, in order to, in order to uh, complete his quest. Um, and so so Asa didn't realize that John was asleep and was just talking to what he thought was <laughs> John ignoring him. I mean, to be to be fair, like Jonathan and I have been friends for a very long time. There were there were weekends where like one of us slept at the other's house and we didn't talk because yeah. there were video games to be played and like they, like the the pizza was there. There was no need to discuss anything. Like we were good. Like there was no right. Nobody's arguing about that. I am a little concerned that you didn't realize that John was unconscious though. Like that's the that's the issue. Eh. Eh. <laughs> it's not right. the lack of talking. Um. So you guys want to talk contract law for a second? Oh, yeah, we're going to do this again. Yeah, we're going to do this again. Um, because we're there, right? Like we are, we are at the point where, um, where we're pulling names out of the Goblet of Fire, right? I mean, you're our, you're our uh, MC here. Yes, correct. We have established that. Well, we went through the last, we left off going over the, uh, how the mechanism by which they tried to avoid having underage wizards enter was just a circle around the goblet that said nobody under 16 <laughs> You must be six, 17 or older to ride this ride. I actually, uh, I had a comment about that, Greg. Yes, um, hit me. And, and I thought it was really interesting. So, so I guess um, in doing a little bit of, of research ahead of this call, the reason why the Triwizard Tournament hadn't been held for many years was, was due to the danger of it, right? And, and people were dying, people were getting maimed, injured, um, all of these, these horrifying events happening as a result of this tournament. But they wanted to bring the tournament back with some pizzazz, but they wanted to make it safer. And their, their approach to making it safer wasn't to make any overall changes at all to the structure of the tournament or any of the challenges. It was to set an arbitrary age limit of 17. Well, right? as so Asa like, pointed out- of the magical protection, it was at its core, the idea that like, if we're all 17, we will- perhaps survive uh, uh, whether it is dragons, whether it is like scary mermaids, whether it is a maze. Uh, uh, I'm not worried about that. Like, could a 17, 18-year-old really survive that? No. So uh, as Asa pointed out last time, the seven, 17 isn't exactly arbitrary. I agree with everything else you're saying, but 17 isn't arbitrary. It's the legal age. It's a it's liability. Adulthood. It's, it's, it's adulthood. It's adulthood. my next point. <laughs> Uh, who cares if who cares if adults die when yeah. children die? That's the horror. Uh, is, ah, then uh, under that same rationale, like why why do we no longer have the the straight to NBA high school basketball players? Right? It's, it's, are they are they unable to to fend for themselves against the the dragons of the NBA? Well, well that that's more of a labor law issue. <laughs> no, in like, this country, we don't care about adults or children. Yeah. In in England, at least they pretend to care about the children. Right. Well, as long as they're posh. Boarding, to an yeah. elf run boarding school. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like they care about children so long as those children are posh and at boarding school with slaves. Um, you know, whatever. Uh but anyway, so let's let's talk contract law, because this is the dumbest thing in the Harry Potter series. Yes, the dumbest thing in the Harry Potter series. So actually, you know what? Before I before I go into contract law, um Greg, why don't you explain some contract law before before I get started? Oh, good. We're going back to uh, studying for the bar. Well, the main thing that I, I know he's going to talk about, which uh, because he already has, is his problem with contract law is that, um, you know, 
Dumbledore and the other, yeah, Dumbledore and the other people running the tournament maintain that that it is a problem that Harry is in the Triwizard Tournament because this is breaking the contract of the Goblet of Fire. Only three people all over the age of 17, all from different schools may enter. Uh, when in the actuality, the entire point of contract law is detailing exactly how to uh, break a contract. The whole point is, there's two points really. One, it's how to outline how everybody is supposed to do their job. And two, it is supposed to outline what's going to happen when, not if, somebody breaks the contract. Okay, so let's do this thing. Can I ask... uh... And maybe maybe you'll get, be getting to this, Asa, and I don't want to get too ahead of ahead of ourselves, but um, just out of curiosity, within the within the realm of of magical contracts versus uh, UK US contracts, do we have a sense of of the repercussions of breaking a, a binding magical contract, such as a a perimeter around a a um, a cup? Uh, where you put your name uh, is that is that uh, governed differently than say a blood pact or an unbreakable vow, a life debt, um, uh, perhaps right. like a, even good a, question, John. Good question. Dumbledore's army, yeah. Um, and maybe you are getting to that, and 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 I can let you get to it. But uh, out of curiosity, I would I would like your legal take. Sure. So um, we, it is my, I am of the opinion based on the nature of uh, of of the manner in which the wizarding world works. Uh, that the UK uh, magical world also operates under common law system, um, which means which that, that that brings up multiple questions. Uh, I don't want to get too yeah, far. It's, I don't want right, to get no, right. no no no. I don't want to get too far. I don't want to get too far off of the uh, you know the path that you're trying to go down. But common law basically is it's following the law of the land before there were like a court system and, and like a legal system. So the question is who invented the common law? Did the wizards take it from the muggles or did the muggles unwittingly know, take it from the wizards? I would, oh. I, would argue, yeah, I would argue that they both took it from the Romans, which is actually where the common law uh, originates, but whatever <laughs> uh, this is, this that is wasn't a, on the bar. I didn't have to know that. That's true. Um, so, so in terms of the contract law, the nature of contract law. Okay. A a fundamental basis of a contract, okay, is that two parties have a mutual understanding and come to an agreement which they reduce to writing, okay? That is what a contract is. Now, you can have verbal contracts, you can have have, have, uh, understood contracts, implied contracts, all these things exist. If you're in my mentions talking about... um, about uh, what what should we call it? What's it called? Uh, the like the this is going to be the angriest we've ever. This is going to yeah. be the angriest we've ever gotten anybody because somehow this is going to make it to law Twitter and we're just going to get blown up. Yeah. Anyways, like like I, I don't care. I don't I, I don't care. What I'm saying is that Harry Potter did not agree to the contract. He cannot conceptually be bound by a contract that he didn't enter into. Now, you might be what? saying, you might be saying, hold on, you might be saying there's evidence of him entering into it, for his name was entered on a sheet of paper. Ah, good. Glad we did that. So fucking what? <laughs> it's a That's piece one. of paper. <laughs> also, <laughs> uh, my question is, my question is, what if Harry wasn't the one that entered into the contract? What if it was the goblet and the tournament. Oh, and he's just like a third party. Uh, he's a third party yeah. beneficiary. Third party yeah. beneficiary. Great. Um, the second issue here, I have a contract. I law. really don't want to get. Yeah, I don't want to get into law Twitter. <laughs> the, 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 
issue here, okay, from, from actually like a contract law doesn't matter like this thing, is that the entire basis of making contracts, right, is because two civilians, right, could not contract with each other without the intervention of the state. Um, like, like, like you can go back to ancient times, like biblical times about the nature of agreements between the state as it relates to debt, as it relates to leases, as it relates to sell, sales of land, so on and so forth. There's a lot of interesting stuff on that law Twitter. Go look that up before you mention us. Um, but the, the, the nature of contract is between two non-governmental entities, okay? What the magical world appears to have done here is said, okay, good, we're going to remove the state as an enforcement mechanism of two equal parties getting together and make, coming to an agreement. And what they said was, well... If you break it, we kill you. Cool. Cool. Wait. John, John, did you pay attention to any of that? Um, No, I I assumed that one was for you, Greg. (laughs) The point is, is that this entire Okay, do you know the funniest part? The funniest... No, the funniest part is this isn't even when they pick the name out of the hat. This is when they introduce the concept. The hat comes... I'm sorry, the cup comes later. It's like, it, but, 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 but like, that's the thing is that like this idea that you are bound to enter into this contract and you are bound to, to consider, continue it. And if you don't, you die is, 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 is the dumbest thing in a dumb world. Like I understand Joanne Ralph uh, is not a lawyer. I, to my mm-hmm. knowledge, she is not an attorney. Okay. And I understand she's making a world that is mostly geared at children. And most children are not all that interested in like the freedom Law. of the contract. Yeah. But like the fact of the matter is, is that if you take this to any sort of meaningful conclusion, it is clear that she thought about this for about three seconds and she just needed a way to get him into the tournament and not have him just get DQ'd at the beginning, which will bring me, I will bring up at the beginning of each and every uh, challenge. You can simply say, I fail. I guess I lose. I'm, oh, I'm no. good. <laughs> I, and, and remember in the maze, you can just send up sparks and be done. And in the second one, again, we'll get there. Someone fails, doesn't matter. I mean, the first one, he simply needed to be like, tap out, I don't want to die. Remember how that was the whole point of this new version is that I don't want to die. So I'm not going to die today. I lose. Sorry, guys. Um, I think that this is where the magical gambling association comes in because presumably- Ludo Bagman? Yeah, right. Presumably there would have been significant amounts of betting on amateur sports, um, which certainly doesn't happen in this country. We don't bet on amateur sports. It's certainly not a billion dollar industry. Well, not in your, not in your state. March Madness. Billions of dollars oh, yeah. are lost every year on gambling on amateurs. Um, and I'm positive that it happened here too. So that is my rant. I told you that I, that I have a lot of issues with magical contracts. They're the dumbest. They're, they, they, like assuming that this world is, operates the way that Joanne explains it or, and not just through the eyes of a child. Um, if you are actually bound by a magical contract and if you don't perform it, you die. Your system of both economy and social responsibility would collapse immediately. It, it, it would just immediately collapse because no one would enter into a, into a contract. That's, that's, that nobody would ever enter into a contract if the result of the contract was, well, if you fail, you die because things come up. Like, for example, sometimes you get entered into a contract that you didn't enter into. This would be a, 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 a proof case. All right. All right. All right. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Magical contract law. Fiend. Do you, do you think he's going to bring it back up when we actually get to the, get to the name? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Great. No, okay. Because we actually have to go through. So if you'll remember correctly. Uh, the, that's a motif. Dur- 
right? Like wow. that's that's just because um, right the the nature of contracts is prevailing throughout the Harry Potter series. Um, <laughs> sure, I'm sure our high school English teacher would have loved that response. Uh, so we actually right? we actually have to go through multiple months of basically just classes, and then we have to have the little. Uh, you know, pissing match between Ron and Harry, because if you remember correctly, the Triwizard Tournament is announced on the first night of term, but we don't actually draw the names until Durmstrang and somebody say this for me, Bobaton? Bobaton. Okay, Bobaton, sorry. They do do not pronounce their accents. Bobaton. I know that mostly. So it's Bobaton. Bobaton. Well, I know that more because of Creoles, not because of actual French people. Cajuns, I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> but they don't show up until the night of Halloween. So we have to go through, what was that, two months of classes. And really, uh, the thing that drives a wedge between Harry and Ron, which uh, we talked about a little bit last time, is that Harry like decides that he just kind of wants to enjoy the thing. He has... He does dream. He does dream a little bit about entering because he wants to impress Cho. Which no, it's because is, he's a glory hound. Well, that too. But also, he wants to impress Cho because, because uh, being, what? Because because being the boy who lived wasn't enough to get you a girlfriend. That's your fault, Harry. That's your fault. Try not to go after the girl who's dating Cedric Diggory. There are a lot of single girls. Or Ron's sister. Yeah. Right. Right. He he can't get Cho Chang. So what does he do? He goes after his best friend's little sister. Good shit, to Harry. You're a good guy. You're a good guy, Harry Potter. Uh, so, but really, so they, they fight about it the whole time. We also have the whole Hermione and Skew thing because Hermione is now, even though it's like the beginning of beginning of term, she's in the library all the time and Harry and Ron can't figure it out. It's because she's actually the only one that's against slavery in the entire story, which is kind of wild. Uh, yeah. Well, well, I mean, look, like, again, we're at a posh boarding school in England. Um, I think that there's a lot of people there who are pretty comfortable with some people being subhuman. Like just historically, if we're going to talk about the nature of English boarding schools and posh culture, Seamus. Seamus is probably not cool with it because he's Irish and his people were probably he's the subhuman one. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. 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 Um, um, we also get this is where we get more into Rita Skeeter because of so there's this whole like weird side story where Rita Skeeter uh, criticizes Mr. Weasley for how he handled. If you remember the day before term, Mad Eye has turned his trash cans to fight uh, invisible neighbors, or so it seems. It so, wasn't uh, invisible neighbors. It wasn't. There was actually someone no. there. Turns which, out. Which, oh, yeah. Okay. So Rhea Skeeter criticizes Mr. Weasley for using waste, wasting minister, ministry resources on this. Ministerial. Magisterial. Leo Messi. Okay. Um, resources on this. So then Harry and Ron, no, not Harry and Malfoy get into a giant argument about this, about whose mother sucks more, which in fairness, I think Malfoy wins because Harry's mother, you know. Yeah. I mean, but, but, but usually that's the end of the line. Yeah. But like, usually like with your mama offs, if you say that my mama is dead, like, Malfoy does have the last line, but he doesn't seem to use it. So I, I do think that Harry wins the battle of public perception because um, Narcissa Malfoy, Narcissa? Yeah. Is that right? Narcissa Malfoy. Sissy, S- Sissy Malfoy um, is, is, is alive. Uh, Lily Potter, not so much. 
Um, and and Malfoy didn't say, you know, like, like, oh, you know, because usually with your mama jokes, it's like, oh, your mama's so blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I had sex with her last night. And it's like my mom's dead. And it's like, oh, I guess that's why she didn't move so much. And, and like, that's how Malfoy would win that discussion. Um, but I don't think that Joanne was willing to do that, as a noted feminist who probably is not into necrophilia. Probably. I don't know that. To be to be clear, but I'm just yeah. Saying. I mean, we can't like we can't in good conscience say that yeah. Right, yeah. There's always a possibility. But if you remember correctly, Malfoy did in fact lose this, not because he didn't come up with well, that's why she's not moving that that much, but uh, because he gets turned into a ferret. Right. I forgot the ferret. You remember, there's an entire side plot where <laughs> Malfoy or Moody turns Malfoy into a ferret and then bounces him around a room. And then McGonagall shows up and says, Professor, what are you doing? And he says, teaching. And it's a second where she's like, teaching? Why does he have a, oh my God, a that's child. a student. <laughs> do, do, you, do you think that McGonagall was like, like in this moment was like, which student? It's like Malfoy. Okay, that's a Quidditch player. They count more. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> can't do that one. Whereas if it was just like like an, a, a, a like a goth uh, Ravenclaw, she would have been like, eh, they probably like it. It's fine. I'm gonna go. Isn't back a to goth Ravenclaw like a goth Ravenclaw in this scenario is just Luna, right? I don't think like she's the not. wizarding of the wizarding alternative. I was kind of associated Luna with with a brightness to her, right? Yeah, yeah. Ah, all right. I guess she could be like 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 uh, the, the the goths who are super into like the like the the, the bright colors. Um, like remember there was like uh like they, they had like like they would dye their hair blonde. I'm I'm talking about one specific person who I'm not gonna name. We all know who it is here, but yeah, I but, think I do. I think yeah, I but like 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 oh, there was like a, I, a I think the closest you get to a goth in in the Harry Potter world would probably be like a, a Severus Snape, right? He's and, super goth. No, but, he's yeah, you know, yeah. but so but part of like the Snape personality. I always, I always felt like you associated a a Dumbledore or a McGonagall or, or even a Sprout, right, with some roadies, like the people who followed them around it. I never really felt like there were these mini snakes in the class like, <laughs> who were real into potions and, and favorite color was black. And, and maybe I'm misreading it. Maybe there are characters, but... Um... I'm just saying, like, like, we have the names of a lot of characters, but we don't know anything that they do. Like, would it shock you if Anthony Goldstein was listening to the cure a lot? No, didn't we? Isn't there, didn't we already bring this up? Yeah, no, no, no. We, uh, it's, well, I mean, because wizards in general, but wizards in general are kind of goth. But then you have to think about the fact that, like, they know. Well, they don't know exactly, but they have a general idea of what happens after death because they have them floating around the castle. So, like, does that take it away a little bit? Does it add to it? Are you more yeah. goth? It's like if you hang out with the ghosts. Like, what if nearly headless Nick is like your best friend? Yeah, no, no, no. I, th- I think that like, well, we know that there, there, that there, that there's depression in the Wizarding World because of Moaning Myrtle. Um, like, we we do know that that exists. So, like, like presumably somebody is like, oh yeah, I don't. You eat lunch in the in the Great Hall with all the conformists. I eat my lunch in the Art Wing with the ghosts. And it's like, yeah, there's got to be that person because it's a school full of pubescent teens like like and pre and prepubescent and prepubescent teens but like but 11 like, to 7 11 to 17 living in the same house is not a good idea <laughs> do, do things start getting real <laughs> yes <laughs> people, uh real world hogwarts uh except everybody's 11 to 17 but like that, that's what i'm saying is that I, I do think that there is an element 
Uh, Jonathan's probably correct that there is like a Severus Snape motif or, or, or theme here, but we but don't really see so that. Many, there are only so many, it's, it's whoever's into potions, right? Like, Yeah. Oh yeah, I spend my time in the dungeons. Like, I'm yeah. in the dungeon doing potions, right? Um, <laughs> and, and at the age of 15, those potions start becoming like d- drugs. <laughs> yeah, I'm in, the, I'm in the art hallway doing potions. <laughs> It's like, yeah, and, and I, I, I'm glad that we all agree that it's the art hallway um, because of our specific high school layout. I mean, realistically, I think it is behind the greenhouses, but yeah, that, that, that No, those are the burnouts, those are the Hufflepuffs. The Hufflepuffs are behind the greenhouse because that needs to, to filter into the air. Fair enough. All right. Like, they're not goth. They're, they're, they're like, Hufflepuffs nope, you're are, right. yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Uh, so then we, I think we talked about this a little bit last time, but we get to Moody's first lesson and Moody's first lesson is, listen, uh, there's these three curses that you're not allowed to do ever. No wizards are allowed to do it. Except, (laughs) except, no, it gets even weirder because except we're allowed to show you when you're in your sixth year. So despite the fact that, uh, there's like a specific law that says you can't do this. We, for some reason, have a carve out for unless you're 16, in which case we can show you. And then we've carved that out further because apparently Moody and Dumbledore are allowed to make whatever choices they want because Moody says that he's got Dumbledore's permission to show the fourth years these unfor- unforgivable curses, which is just Dumbledore- a compounding. Yes, it's because Dumbledore is the villain of the book. But really, it's just a compounding. It's just a compounding series of carve-outs. It's like, that doesn't seem like a good idea. That doesn't sound like a good idea. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Are you you, you telling me laws can have have exceptions and loopholes and you can get out of laws sometimes? Stupid. No, Uh, you can't. If you break it, you die. I have a... a Do we have, like, a... How do we address, like, the spoilers? Point of order. Like, the spoilers, right? Spoiler alert, go. I have a spoiler alert, right? Like, um, one of the... The ultimate crimes, though, that that Moody gets gets punished for is is performing these very curses in front of students, right? So it's not like the right, like we don't know that now, but it, but at the time, in theory, this would be a a thing you would call your mom about. You'd yeah. Be like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> there's something wrong at this school, mom and dad. I think something's up, and and I feel like this is. This would be like a, a big red flag, right? Like, like, like somebody, somebody who talk, like, like, presumably again, like someone in this in this boarding school, like, does talk to their mother a lot. Um, you know, like I, I, I like I, I would when I was in college, I talked to my mom most every day. Like, it's the wizard Asa. Yeah, like I, I talked to my mom most days. Like, it, it was fine when I was in college, but like, presumably, somebody's like sending letters to their mom every other day every third day like i i, I don't think someone's that's... parents were close by they lived in hogsmeade they like o- you oliver know, wood do their yeah. own laundry yeah. <laughs> also let's let's think about this as like let's think about the analogy to the real world this is a boarding school where you are isolated with a bunch of 11 11 to 17 year olds in a isolated portion of the country uh this would be the same as if there let's say there's a law that says that you aren't allowed to own a handgun and you can't kill anybody with that handgun. And, but there is an exception when you're 16 or yeah, when you're 16, you can know what it looks like to use a handgun to kill an animal. So then you walk into, let's be honest, eighth grade science class. The teacher walks in and says, I think you're it's old gym. enough to know what this is. 
cocks a Glock, and then pops a pig in the head. That is the equivalent here. Yeah, somebody somebody is going to write uh, write home and be like, hey, uh, mom, lots going on, blah, 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 having a good time. Uh, our Defense Against the Dark Arts uh, teacher spent a lot of time in class yesterday torturing a spider to death. Um, is that normal? I, I, my older brother, who was here a couple of years ago, didn't mention that, and he usually would have. Do you think it's weird that he was torturing a spider with something called the Cruciatus Curse? And then that mother, who presumably is a helicopter parent, would be like, no, no, that is not okay. I'm going to write Dumbledore. Although I guess we're answering our own question. They write Dumbledore. Dumbledore says, nah, don't worry, it's fine. Because, um, again, he's in cahoots with the whole matter. Well, I mean, yeah, well, as we're, as we're talking about this, let's let's bring, like, because it comes up during this, because if you'll remember, the Imperius Curse, uh, nobody really reacts. He, he um, nobody really reacts, but when they get there to the Cruciatus Curse. There was laughter in the movie. At the spider? Yeah. Yeah, there was yeah, a lot I of laughs. It's like, yeah, oh, I yeah, think they laughed in the funny. book too, but it's not as important as the next one, the Cruciatus Curse, I which, know. well, but he, because he asks Neville what it does, yeah. and then does it, does it in front of Neville. Neville obviously has a reaction. Neville, I mean, we know he's not like that close to his grandma, but if you had to watch the thing that made your parents' brains break in class surrounded by people, I'd probably be writing a letter home being like, hey, Nan, just so you know, I had a bad day. Yeah. I mean, look, like I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to step into Neville's shoes here. Like, you know, everybody deals with trauma differently. I feel like when I tried to punch a professor in that moment, like I, I probably would not have reacted well to this. Just learned some new. new yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like now I know how to do stuff. I'm going to do it real quick because you're being a dick. Um, and, and, and yeah, I mean like not, it would have come up, it would have come up. Um, but and then the, well, so the last one though, is then is, and he's prefaced it by saying there is no way to block this. There's only one person that's ever survived it. Here's the killing curse. If there's no way to block it, not like nothing you can do. Don't you, you just need to know the words. And if you hear those words, run, duck. dive, do something, duck, dive, dodge, duck, dip. You forgot. Yeah, I was gonna say you forgot dip. Um, I put it in the wrong spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like uh, you hear the words Avada because it's a two-word phrase, right? Like you hear Avada and you're like, "Welp, I'm either gonna start praying or I'm gonna start running or I'm gonna start doing something because it's it's that's that's the that's the right." Yeah, are there any the other are there any other uh, spells that that start with Avada but but have a different? <laughs> no. Here's here's, here's what I was thinking. You know how like um you know how American that's how you turn the lights off or something. You know how like American parents are naming their kids all like weird spellings of things and like a bunch of weird things like yeah, Kaylee like, with a Q. Right. So what if there's a wizard parent that's like Avada? That's really pretty. Like and then names their kid Avada. And then every time you hear like every time the girl gets called on, it's like Avada, and then everybody just <laughs> runs. Um, there is a Scottish or uh, an Israeli uh, soccer player uh, who plays in Scotland whose last name is Avada. And if you know Hebrew, you know that like the B and the V sounds are pretty much can be interchangeable. So um, there is a, a this is a soccer podcast occasionally. Um, there is someone in Scotland whose last name is Avada. So. Uh- so and then, but then we've also gotten to the point where so of the three of the three killing curses or of the three unforgivable curses, uh, we have now had two children again, fourteen year olds, 
demonstrated in front of them basically how their parents died because the long bottoms for all intents and purposes are dead. Uh, yeah, I mean, not not dead, but certainly, certainly, for intents and purposes, they're dead. Yeah, they're they're, they're vegetables. They're off screen. Um, but you know who's not off screen? Ah, yeah, yeah, that wasn't great. But 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 we really like our sponsors, and now's the time. So, I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Like uh, Frank and Alice Longbottom, um, that sponsor is still going strong and, and is going to make it for you. Um, let's move on from the unforgivable curses. There's okay. Yeah. Good idea. There, so there's only one like last remaining part um, because Hermione has figured out why Neville reacted that he, like he did. And as we've already said, Harry and Ron, dumbest boys alive. Don't really get it. So Moody invites uh, Neville back up to his study. Presumably it's, it's a showing we find out later that it is a cynical way to get a certain piece of information into Harry's general vicinity. But for right now, it just seems like Moody's actually being like Decent. respect. Yeah. Empathetic to what he's just put Neville through. Uh, so then this is actually, so this is actually where we get to divination where Harry and Ron just out. I, I thought it was last year. It's actually this year. They just start out and out making up, multiple ways for them to die and get maimed like throughout the year, which at some point I, I understand that like, I mean, that's how that's, we would, kind of, that's how that's absolutely a hundred. It's a hundred percent. But as the adult at some point, like even as you're writing, He's not point, like, I know as, as you're like writing it though, aren't you like, well, I died in I died in April. So how am I going to get maimed in May? Like once you have yourself dying within your own star chart, aren't you done? That's the end of class. Yeah. You know, there's, I, I feel similarly, Greg. I, I think um, so much we kind of wish things into humanity, and we like get them get them into our into our brain. And I do wonder how how different the Harry Potter books would be if if Harry had a kind of a better hype man, uh, at least a more optimistic one. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel like Ron is kind of a, a bummer at times, and and I think sometimes like you know this is a classic example. He he thought so much about his own death. He, he was almost like hoping for it. So, uh, so he could have the valor. It's, um, yeah. Or no, one time, one time I, uh, as a, this is a random side story, but one time I was sitting on a, on a Greyhound bus, so about a six hour, uh, bus ride from Minneapolis to Madison, Wisconsin. And, um, I was sitting next to a, a younger girl, like a college aged girl. And she listened on loop, um, for the entire six-hour bus ride, um, Taylor Swift, we are never getting back together. 
Uh, and I feel like if that is your motto going into a, a weekend, you're, you're going to sell yourself on it and, and you're eventually going to uh, mission accomplish, right? And, and I feel like that's a little bit what Ron and Harry do. They, they kind of need a, a, some more optimistic uh, approach to, to at least the first semester of their year, right? Yeah, I mean, it's all downhill yeah. after, after, after Christmas, but like, you know, you can, you can, you can stay up, like, you can, you can be like, all right, it's, it's, it's fall, right? Like, it's October, the, your, your, your Premier League team is not out of it yet, like, we're, we're good, you know, like. You guys are being too generic here, because, like, so far, this year is going gangbusters for them. That's They've true. shown up, and this is the first year that Voldemort has not been hanging over the entire year. And like, there isn't a mass murder after Harry. There is a mass murder associated with Harry, but there, people don't need to know that. Yeah, but there, there, there was, wasn't there, there was, was the dark mark. Yeah, yeah the, there was a cross burning at the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, but that's fine. They're both, they're both wizarding children. Yeah, like they're not Muggles, so like, who cares? Right. Yeah. Uh, like they're white, so it's fine. Um, I mean, yes. <laughs> pretty much um the the uh so so the the way that 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 this term is gone and then um there's there's a funny thing in uh the movies i want to talk about Durmstrang and and bobaton showing up um i think we're there we're now we're getting close though okay go ahead well so there's we do want to talk about the side uh side quest i guess for um fred and george because we've kind of talked on it a little bit but they're now uh, Harry, Ron, and Hermione for the next couple of months, really, see them muttering to themselves about threatening people in, like, various corners of the castle, which we know is actually because Bag Ludo paid them in fake Irish gold, which disappeared. So they're trying to figure out how to confront him. Um, but this is, like, one of the first instances where they hear him say, like, no, we don't want him to think we're threatening him. Uh, because that's actually one of the, like the funniest subplots of this entire thing is that there's two 16 year olds plotting how to essentially blackmail a, um, high ranking government official. I mean, relatively. Yeah. I mean, but, but, but the thing is, is that like, like we've said on this podcast, um, I don't care if you're in the muggle world. I don't care if you're in the wizarding world. I don't care if you're in America. I don't care if you're in England. If you're a bookie who does not pay out their debts, you're going to die. Yeah. Maybe not to Fred and George, maybe not. But on a long enough timeline, you don't pay out your debts as a bookmaker, you're going to die. Like, that's the way these things work. Okay, so there's two more important things that happen. Number one is Spew is actually created, which means that Hermione has now presented the idea to Harry and Ron uh, with the badges. And she basically, she does not ask them. She tells them that she expects them to A, join, B, recruit new members, which obviously creates a rift between ron and hermione because ron tries to argue that they like being enslaved hermione's like no of course why would they like why would they like that harry stays oddly silent because i feel like if you weren't raised in a wizarding household um you should absolutely yeah yeah absolutely be anti-slave bring it bringing things somewhat back earlier um this idea of chartering spew as a non-profit um and and i feel like worth worth unpacking the, the legal question, if you are, are developing SPEW, do you, do you set it up as a 501c6, um, an advocacy organization, um, though it has a membership component? And so would it be the 501c3 general education, or would you perhaps maybe um, set up a, a separate foundation 
I'm curious, uh, as, as the attorneys here, how, how would you structure SPEW um, legally in the wizard world? So well, I'll, I'll tell you this. I would, I would set it up as a 501c3 um, at the start. As I increased my lobbying efforts, somebody would start looking mm-hmm. into it, at which point we create the 501c6. Um, we say that they're actually not that related. I understand they have the same membership and the same name. Um, but you are allowed to 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 uh, have political action committees and funds. Oh no, this isn't Spew. This is the Spew Foundation. Yeah, completely different. Completely different. Um, I understand that there are a lot of similar board members, but that happens. Yeah, um, I, th- yeah. I think you wouldn't necessarily need that five hundred one c six status until a, a, a very large section of of Spew's overall options were actually at the Ministry of Magic kind of advocating for change. I think right. as long as most of what you're doing is is grassroots at Hogwarts, um, though you are are somewhat um, kind of threatening and, and presumptuous. I don't know if I love the membership model um, for something like this, but well, I, I think it's 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 a situation where and and it's 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 tough because there are certain people who subscribe to this theory and certain people who don't um, about like mandatory memberships for political causes that are beyond reproach. Um, I you know slavery is a pretty easy one. Um, like if, if you think not, so, you think so. Like it's, and, and it's actually, it's actually a funny thing in the book. Um, it doesn't come up in the movies, uh, but in the book it's presented as if she's the unreasonable one. Like she's being shrill and crazy. And yep. it's like, you take a step back and you're like, no, no, she is advocating for conscious beings to have free will and not be enslaved. And if you are, are sitting there as Ron Weasley saying they like being enslaved, Guess what? You're the bad guy. No, you're the baddie. You're the baddie. You're you the have baddie. the skulls on your cap. Yeah, you are the bad guy if you're in fame. If you're selling me that the slaves like being enslaved, when you know a former slave who didn't like being a slave. Personally, John knows Dobby. Dobby has said, "I am a free elf. I am happy. Thank you." And what happens the next time that he's mildly inconvenienced? Well, they like being slaves. Yeah. I don't think Ron, I don't think ever, I mean, he knows of Dobby, obviously, but I don't think Ron met Dobby yet. I think Hermione Um, has not Ron because Ron's in the hospital wing during the whole um, time turner thing. Yeah. Oh, no, that was Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm sure he he met Dobby at some point. Right. Really not that important, but then well, uh, he the was other, around. Like he certainly had heard about the the crazy house elf. Crazy, yes, house definitely elf. heard, definitely heard about him. So then the other big thing that happens is that her. I believe we talked about this. I don't know how many episodes ago because like I don't even know what episode count we're on right now. But at one point we talked about how um, Sirius had left the country, and it was Harry writing to him to complain about his scar hurting that causes serious this is when the uh headway comes back with the note saying i'm returning to britain immediately like i'll i'll come help you and then harry obviously freaks out because he blames himself for serious coming back and then possibly getting yep 100 <laughs> and possibly getting uh captured and then having issues and all of that stuff so Although now uh, is now is a good time to remind our dear listeners that serious black also really dumb incredibly dumb. not smart very stupid Anyways, go ahead. Well, so then Harry sends him a note that says basically, ha I was just No, no, uh, we're fine. Everything's good. Um, just, how are you? How are you? <laughs> like, the, like the Star Wars? Yes. Star Wars? Yeah. This is fine. Things are fine. Everything's great up here. Uh, how are you? How am I? 
uh, uh, boom. <laughs> Too much talking. <laughs> a boring oh. conversation anyway. Oh, man. Uh, and then we go back to uh, – now we just kind of start skipping around because we go back to Defense Against the Dark Side. And this time, this time, uh, Moody has decided that he's going to perform an unforgivable unforgivable curse on a student which again just to remind everybody uh very illegal not supposed to do it super illegal you can't say it incredibly illegal (laughs) um i would point our listeners to the trevor moore sketch on things that you can't say in public (laughs) i would also point our listeners to uh fred armison's um what do you call it guest spot in parks and rec Guest spots in Parks and Rec in like the first or second season. I think it's first uh, actually. No, second. First season of Parks and Rec is unwatchable. Unwatchable. It's very bad. Anyways, um, so Bobaton and Dermstrang show up. I, 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 th- I think we're there. Are we there? Well, yeah, Harry, the important thing is that Harry can like kind of shake off the Imperius curse, which is. Um, He's built kinda... different. Yeah, no, no, no. He's built yeah, different. But also, he never actually has to do it. And he has like clear problems with other issues, like like occlumency. Like can't do occlumency barely at all. But like, oh yeah, I can shake off the Imperius curse. No, he's built different. I mean, like I just don't know what to say. Like you know, he's he's, he's just you know he's just he's just built different. Um, he has no discipline or uh, impulse control, but some for some reason he's he's good with this one. Um, so, uh, so Bobaton, so in the movie, Bobaton and Durmstrang show up. I can't, I can't hear you say Bobaton without thinking of uh, Bobaton. No, I have to keep thinking of Boban. Boban? Yeah. So, so, so Durmstrang and the Marianoviches um, yeah. show up and they show up in this like very choreographed fashion. And it's like, you're not meant to, to think that it's ridiculous, but then um, immediately Dumbledore like looks at it and is like, very good and then moves on so like he acknowledges the ridiculousness of them coming in in formation and then moves on i find that very funny it's a movie thing like like it makes sense from a movie perspective to have them come in with choreography because um it's a good trailer spot like it shows like who they are right like bobatons is like flower but it's all cgi so it's a lot easier to just kind of copy and paste the generic bobaton blonde girl into a road formation right yeah. So here's right. so I have a question for both of you. Uh, do you remember? Is Bobaton? Did you in your memory was Bobaton an all girls school and Durmstrang was an all boys school? In my memory, yes. See, they're not. I felt like I, Bobaton, I, I felt like Durmstrang had girls, but I felt like Bobaton was all girls. For in the reason. books, Bobaton had boys. Did huh. they have boys show up to the? Yeah. Oh, I. I was incredibly surprised. I did not remember for whatever reason. Maybe the movies, it's all girls and boys. But yeah, yeah. Um, that's interesting. I, 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 I suppose the, the movie couldn't uh, like envision a world where the Triwizard Champion from a school that was mixed would be a girl. Like, like it's just, just like, like an inherent and deep-seated misogyny, so they had to make it an all-girls school. Like, is that possible? Uh, it's entirely, yes, it's entirely possible that you are, you have inherent and deep-seated misogyny, yeah. I mean, you do. I don't. I think those books were just like really long, and so you'd skim over. Yeah, like things. like there 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 are a couple paragraphs where you're like, uh, okay. Uh, I also think that uh, I think Asa and John were right. I think this was one of the first ones that like the midnight release was a big deal. So I probably read that part at like two in the morning. Yeah, 
thinking too also though about how a a boarding school like that would be structured and certainly one that that would have in its traditions a a choreographed entrance like that it is if uh likely you would split up the boys and girls for such an entrance so maybe they just on the tv show only showed uh the girls um wing entering right yeah so so i, I actually that's a good point i was thinking about like like uh um like uh there's there's certain fraternity cultures that have like choreographed entrances to things yeah. the um, string step dance right exactly um it, it's it's much worse but um you know you know you gotta do what you gotta do so um so yeah so okay so they show up and 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 we are introduced to uh professional athlete and high school student victor crump correct and uh madame maxine and uh igor karkarov karkarov right um karkarov um I also like that, like, we're, we're given, like, a, a, a location. We've talked about this a little bit. Like, where is Hogwarts? British Isles. Where is Bobaton? France. Where is Durmstrang? Somewhere over there. Eastern Europe. <laughs> I, think it's, I thought it was Bulgaria, isn't it? We know that. So. We, know that Bo- we know Crum is from Bulgaria, but we also yeah. know that Hogwarts is, is the national school of five different countries or four countries or whatever. I don't, many many countries countries countries. I don't know how many countries are in this country. I don't know how many countries are in this country. But like, we don't, I mean, like I could, I could very easily see like Durmstrang being in like Slovakia and pulling from Bulgaria. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they say, they mentioned in the books that it, its location is kept secret. Like unless you attend there, you don't know where it is. And like, Which like, also I, brings up a, fu- that brings up a funny like question about the next Triwizard Tournament. Like what happens if Durmstrang Hosts like ah, good luck. So you guys got four years to figure out where to. Yeah, where to go. It's, it's like a, it's like capture the flag. Like you just sort of root around. You'll find it eventually. Um, but like I, I guess this like brings us back to that question we talked about it a little bit. But like I, I have to believe that there are certain countries like nationalism exists in the wizarding world. We that's that's well established. Um, like I have to imagine that like when the former Soviet Union collapsed, um, like certain schools probably popped up. Like, I can't imagine that, like, there, like, because presumably there was, like, a Yugoslavia school. Um, and then suddenly you have a whole bunch of people who live in those areas who don't particularly like their neighbors um, pretty famously when the, the former Yugoslav republics all split up. So, um, so, like, do you have, like, race wars in your boarding school? I don't, I don't think that that's unlikely. I think that Hogwarts is a thousand years old, and there were some pretty famous issues between England and Ireland in that time. So, like, I'm wondering about, like, like, is there a class solidarity identity thing going on in the wizarding world where, like, they, they have their nationalism, but when, like, when push comes to shove, they are ultimately wizards before they are English. And does that get into, it like, a dual loyalty issue um, amongst wizards in the muggle world? I think that these are serious questions. I don't think that they have answers because I think that Joanne probably didn't really look into it very closely. Um, I, I think I mean that's a good that's a good point because you also have to consider like when Joanne decided to write that like again we talked we talked about this before but like there is a British Isles school there is a French school and then there is a Eastern European school right like so does every and then even when you get you have to get pretty deeper into the um, what do you call it the Newt Scamander you know Fantastic Beasts. Once you get like deeper into the lore, you like you kind of come to fe- realize that there's like a Japanese school and then there's a Chinese school. But An China's school. China's huge. Does China have one school? Does China have two schools? Do we have Eastern and Western China? Like, do we need a school for 
all of the tiny little countries in the middle of uh, Europe, or can we just kind of lump some of them together? I, uh, heritage-wise, I am an Armenian man. Do, do I get my own school, or do I have to share you with go Georgia? to the Turkish one? <laughs> I, like that's, that's probably not going to end well for us, right? And like, 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 does like presumably like you you would have schools like like you were talking about the Western Chinese school, right? Does the Western Chinese school interact closely with that the Afghanistan school or the the probably the ancient Persian school? Um, you know, how does this work out? Does do people from Kashmir have to go to the Indian school? If so, this might be a problem. Um, like it turns out, borders are are pretty um, important and fluid. Uh, so like national schools, I think that they're probably like equidistant locations. So you would, you would, you would have a situation where like, maybe you could go to two schools, like maybe someone from, from Eastern Germany had their choice of like the Scandinavian school or, or Durmstrang. And, and like during the, 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 the Soviet Union era, they probably you went to, to You have to imagine, you said this before, like you, I mean, we're going back into the, and we're going to get back into the podcast of Jew, does European geopolitical right, history. Yeah. But like. I would assume that Germany, it's Germany, you would think, because we're obviously in modern times, Germany would have its own school because of German, Germany's importance to the rest of the world over the last hundred years. Um, not all of it could. Uh, I'd say 150. You, you can, you can, you can, you can assign Prussia to German history. Well, I was gonna say, once we get back to the Ottoman Empire, though, so like, did the, the Holy school, Roman, Holy Roman, did the school pop up under the Holy Roman? Uh, empire like what at what point like we kind of know when hogwarts hogwarts was established in like a thousand right basically the same year as the uh as uh the magna carta like i, so, I always i so always put 12, those two things no, 10, 10, so sorry sorry the, the norman invasion 1066 okay so that like roughly in uh yeah like a thousand 1100 mm-hmm. bc so like 80. did all of the school 80 did all of the schools uh, pop up around then is that or I like, would assume because obviously the American school couldn't have unless the American school was Native American shamans it's possible I, I would assume that the Italian school is much older right like 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 you assume that the Italian school would, would have been founded under Rome right and and the Greek school would probably have been founded right. much under, earlier. under under the Athenian the Athenian democracy um, at which point, like, you get into questions of, like, the nature of schools themselves. I mean, institutional, like, collegiate schools are only as old as Oxford and Cambridge. So 900s, 1,000, 1100s, 1200s, that era. So maybe we are talking about a situation in which whatever the sort of the, the nature of the nation as we understand it in the that era, because Germany as a, a single unified national project is what 200 years, years old yeah 200 not years even old. 150 i think yeah so bismarck so 1848 so we're we're coming up on almost 200 years um but so but 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 there was still like a national consciousness right like like a an, an ethno-nationalism to it like even though nobody would consider themselves italian prior to uh somebody give me the name uh the guy who unified italy uh, mussolini not him um, but there was like a, a collective Italian consciousness um, prior to the unification of Italy. Right. They wouldn't think of themselves as Italians, but they did think of themselves as a unified group. Not necessarily a unified group, but certainly different than other groups or like like uh, Iberian, like the concept sure. of an Iberian is, 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 is a good example today. Right. Like the Portuguese would not call themselves Iberians. Spanish don't even call themselves Spanish. 
but all of them agree that there's something different between Portugal, Italy, or Portugal, Spain, and France. And that probably goes back to like the 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 kingdom that was, you know, the kingdom in like 1492, the one that did the Spanish Inquisition, whose uh, the name I don't remember. But Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Yeah, it was uh, Ferdinand and Isabella, whatever their whatever their dynasty was called. Um, but so so regardless, um, the nature of the schools themselves is certainly um, is certainly a question, and like. We know that there's a Japanese school. We know there's a Chinese school. We do. So we can assume that there is an understanding that like certain cultures probably shouldn't go to school with each other. But like, do the Koreans go to the Japanese or the Chinese? Do they get to choose? Um, Because is there a Korean school? Is there a Korean school? Because there is a serious issue with certain parts of that peninsula with other places in Asia. Right. Like if if you're from certain parts of Korea, you're not going to really get along with certain parts of China and or Japan. Same time at the same time, um, like, is there a certain consciousness among wizards where you don't get into these sort of nationalistic issues? We know that nationalism exists. We know that wars exist, but we don't really know exactly how much nationalism counts. Right. Because it could be that you have like a, a, a regional, you know, identity. Right. So it's like instead of really being aligned with um with just use the middle east because because it's the easiest sort of thing for me right like you wouldn't necessarily be aligned with jordan or saudi arabia or syria or lebanon you would just be or or israel or egypt you'd say to yourself like oh i'm just like levantine right so like what what this sort of ancient area was that's what my like real nationality is which is why maybe uh, Harry and Ron were okay with Ireland because in the in the in the wizarding consciousness, the difference between England and Wales and Scotland and Northern Ireland and Ireland is non-existent. So I, I'm right, has never has never progressed past 1100 uh, AD. Right, like like the idea of of these national entities doesn't really exist. But rather, we're talking about like the reason why France would get its own school actually does make sense because a thousand years ago, the French consciousness was was essentially created by the Carolingian empire. So like the nature of France um, is, is much older than a lot of other petty kingdoms. So I, I think that it could work. I think that if like you're regional instead of national, you're not as subject to the borders collapsing or expanding. Um, it, it, it also probably has something to do with the fact that there's a collective wizarding community that's probably considered, which, which, which is probably closer to like a modern diaspora community that has a lot in common with itself, even outside of borders. Um, there's also the secondary point where like you, you could get into questions of um, of of like a lack of religion, um, because even though we see that that Christianity is predominant in, in at Hogwarts, um, we never see it actually progress beyond Christmas and Easter. Right. Like, I, I don't know that we even seen Easter anything. isn't Easter isn't really progressed in the past. Right. I think they just like say, like, oh, it's Easter. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know that I've ever seen anyone pray or make any reference to any sort of theology. Beyond Christmas being a nationalist, national-ish holiday, so so I think like if you don't have if you don't if you're a collective diaspora community without a religion and without internecine sects, I, I, I guess it wouldn't really be a problem for an Israeli wizard and a Jordanian wizard to go to the same school. I I, I say that as someone who knows that certainly there was a Muggle born from Ireland and a Muggle born from England who went to Hogwarts in 1970 and hated each other for seven years and got into constant fistfights 
because like we can say that but the fact of the matter is, is that like as as idealistic we, as i would like to be about the wizarding world the fact is is that you don't find out that you're if you don't find out that you're a wizard until you're 11 yeah and you grow up as a protestant in belfast you're yeah. gonna have some opinions about catholics yeah so so i i, I think that like ultimately like we can see how the, the 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 schools could maybe manifest in a way outside of borders but i think it would be difficult in in practical language. and then to bring it back to your overarching theme that dumbledore is the uh, villain of the entire book i think the easiest way to solve that is just to obliviate the irish student so he forgets all of that that's probably what happened right like like presumably I, I, yeah the more we talk about this the more i'm convinced yeah like i and i'm sure i'm i'm positive that dumbledore is a monarchist like i, I don't know why i'm so certain of that um but i, I, I think get, well the wizarding world seems like a pretty uh monarchist like, yeah <laughs> like like they're they're like i don't get the sense that there's a lot of like I, and, and it's funny we never hear about elections do we we know that there's no, a minister of magic, but we don't really hear about elections. Right. And it's the boy who lived, not the ministry who lived. Yeah. I mean, like, they're, they're, they're not super interested. Like, I, I don't know that Cornelius Fudge isn't appointed by the party. Do we know that there's multiple parties? Nope. Do, do, do we know that? Because remember, Cornelius, like, are we aware of a parliament? The wizen gamut is the closest we that's have, and that's more. Th- yeah, that's more the high that's court. A court, and I promise you that authoritarian governments have courts. <laughs> I promise you they use them quite often. So I, I think that it's possible that we are living in a mark uh, in a society that never progressed past 1066. Yeah, um, like I, William the Conqueror came, and like they just never really got democracy, which which does lead to like certain other interesting questions about like. Is, is, is the wizarding world in different countries operating under different systems of government? Um, because if you had, if you had a uh, Italian, like does the Italian Ministry of Magic uh, go under a principality? Is it, is don't, it, they, um, don't they mention the... Uh, I, I want to say Cornelius Fudge had interactions with, with the British Prime Minister. He certainly you know? did. He does. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, he certainly does. But like, what I'm saying is that, like, for example, like, we know that there are different forms of government throughout history in, in, in different times, right? Like, the concept of de- democracy didn't really exist in Eastern Asia until uh, Britain sort of forced it on them. Um, like, it's, it's not really, it, they forced it on them so that they could sell them opium. It's, dear listener, if you're not aware of the opium wars, um, Britain is the villain of, of, of human history. Maybe not human history, but certainly, certainly recent history. Um, Just remember that when we get to the World Cup. Yeah, they're the bad guys. Um, but anyways, we, I was really hopeful that we were going to get through the first, uh, first challenge. We did not. Um, we got through four chapters. We got through four chapters. All right, all right. We also, but we did cover something that didn't actually has yet to happen. So I don't know how this is going to go next time, but we're trying. We're trying. We're covered. We covered the uh, goblet shoot out the names, which has not actually happened yet. Yeah, it's um, fine. It's actually like we, like it's sort of like we covered the draft. we covered well, yeah we covered the goblet shooting yeah that's basically what we did. The goblet shooting out the names is the draft. We actually covered the uh, lottery as the yeah. draft. But like like keep in mind um, like you always get like like these big like events where it's like oh uh, the NBA draft the NFL draft they're 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 super boring. They're a list. They're a list of names next to cities. Um, and, and that's just what it is. So I want to say uh, a, a special thank you 
to our panelist, Jonathan, he is not on social media because he's better than that. Uh, he's better than you if you're on social media. He doesn't, he, he doesn't do it. He doesn't participate. Um, he, doesn't want, he doesn't want anything to do with it. So um, if, you, uh, have any, if you have any thoughts to share with Jonathan, you can tweet them at the main account. Um, that's usually me, but I will pass them along at TLS underscore and underscore TDS. Uh, my dear co-host, uh, Napoleon Gregg, is at, at Mr. Roger Rising 89 If you have any thoughts about geop- geopolitics as it relates to the Wizarding World, he'd love to hear it. Uh, I'm usually at uh, uh, TLS underscore and underscore TDS, as I mentioned, um, but my personal account is at Diamonds Esquire. Uh, I usually don't respond there, but you know, you can try me. Um, special thank you to our sponsors, the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as uh, whoever Blue Air decided to put in. Special shout out to Jalen Braxton uh, for being a Spartan dog. Um, we, we heard that earlier today. Congratulations to you. Um, don't know what's going on in Ann Arbor. I mean, imagine having more three stars than four stars. What are you doing? Uh, so I, uh, as a dear listener, um, we, we always appreciate your views. Please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends. Um, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much. And we will see you next time. Podcast Network.